you say look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. You've just tuned in to the best health and fitness show around. That's it. That's how we're going to do it. We're always working to bring you better content. We absolutely have the best fans on the planet. I can't, be, I can't thank you enough for being with us, for sending in your reviews, and being part of Exploring Mind and Body. Today we're going to be talking about talking to Dr. Jason Fung, who's bringing up the topic of diabetes. Now, he's written a book called The Obesity Code, and he's going to talk about how to treat or even cure diabetes in a much different way than... Well, the conventional, the norm. As we know, I like to talk about different type of subjects here on exploring mind and body. So that's what we're going to do. Before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company that specializes in pink salt. Now, personally, I believe this is a small transition we can all make from moving from a white refined salt to pink Himalayan salt. So all you have to do is head over to makmystic.com for more details as to different products and services they have, and which is also going to teach you how to improve your health with pink Himalayan salt. You have to check out one of my favorite topic to- topics. One of my favorite products is a Himalayan salt lamp. Now this makes the whole house more zen-like, more calming, more, I suppose, reassuring. It makes it feel more like home. I have a couple of these in every room now, and I highly recommend you check those out. I do. I, I was telling you that we have the best fans on the planet, without a doubt. I want to read another review. This is a short one, and I want to read short ones to sh- show you as. I want to read short ones as well to show you that they mean just as much to me in this show to to hear your perspective. And to take just a moment, you know what, I was gave an example on my Facebook page, that's at trueformlife, or facebook.com slash trueformlife, and I was just saying that the short ones, you know when you're at, at your boss says, hey, good job, or a coworker says, nice work, or a teammate, whatever it is, it takes a moment for the individual to do that, but it means so much, it brightens your day, that's exactly what these do. This review here says, the title is Great Show, it's from... Roy DeMio, <laughs> Roy DeMio from the UK, and he said, one of the most informative and insightful shows I've heard on iTunes. Great interviews, great topics, and Drew's a great guy. That means so much to me, so if you get a chance, feel free to send in your, your reviews on iTunes, and we'll read them on the show. Now, as I was saying, we have Dr. Jason Fung coming on for an interview, and I, I love his perspective. He's going to talk about, it's completely different. He's going to talk about how an increase in insulin actually causes you to gain weight. So he's going to take a more natural, more holistic-ish type approach. He's going to talk about, I just made that word up, by the way. He's going to talk about how he doesn't prescribe insulin to his patients that has diabetes. Now, pay t- now understand that this is a doc- he's a doctor. And I'm certainly not going to say you shouldn't be taking insulin, but I'm just saying that he has a very different perspective on how to slowly decrease and then how to not, he's going to call it cure, how to cure diabetes and how to look from a more natural approach through diet and exercise and improve your health that way. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. Uh... This is exciting. 
naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so you heard all about Dr. Jason Fung on the introduction. Without further ado, thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Thank Jason you. Fung. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, shall I call you Dr. Fung or Dr. Jason Fung? <laughs> uh, you can call me Jason. That's fine. Jason? Okay. All right, Jason. So today we're going to be talking about type 2 diabetes. We're going to get into some obesity talk. I'm really interested in your perspective and what you have to say about these subjects. Maybe we could start out with you explaining more about yourself and how you got into what you do now. Sure. So by I'm a physician. I did my medical school in the University of Toronto and internal medicine there as well. Then I went to Los Angeles for a few years to do a specialty in nephrology, which is kidney disease, and then I came back to Toronto to practice. And it's sometimes people wonder how I got into kind of the field of obesity and type 2 diabetes. And really the link is that type 2 diabetes is really by far and away the leading cause of kidney disease um, in North America. So most of what I see are type 2 diabetics. And obviously there's a very close relationship between type 2 diabetes and obesity. So diabetes, there's several different types. So there's type 1, which is often presents in children and they're often very, very skinny and they require insulin injections. That's now the minority of cases, probably only about 5% of cases. Most cases of diabetes now are type 2 diabetes, which uh, presents mostly in adults, kind of middle-aged and older, and typically are obese uh, patients that develop type 2 diabetes. So the thing about type 2 diabetes is that it's the leading cause of kidney disease and that's how I got interested in it. But the thing about it is that there's a lot of, when you really start to think about type 2 diabetes, there's really a lot of kind of inconsistencies. So for example, when you develop type 2 diabetes, if you look at the most uh, specialists and most uh, diabetes associations, they'll tell you that it's a chronic and progressive disease. That is, once you have the type 2 diabetes or prediabetes, it kind of progresses. But it's really not true at all because we know for a fact that if people lose the weight, the diabetes usually goes away, right? So while, while we've been saying that it's chronic and progressive, is actually not true at all. It's simply a big lie because what's important is really controlling the weight and the diet. So what what happened was that we've been using these drugs to try and treat a dietary disease, right? So if the problem is dietary, you've got to fix the diet, right? You can't simply throw drugs at it. But what we did was we threw a bunch of drugs at it and we never fixed the diet. So of course, things got worse. And as things got worse, we started to say, hey, how come things are getting worse despite uh, all these drugs that we're giving? Well, the only conclusion they could come to was that, well, it must be a chronic disease. That's just the way the disease is. The proper conclusion, I think, should have been that we've been using the wrong treatment. It's a dietary disease. You need to use a dietary therapy, right? That just kind of makes sense. So then you start to think about it again. So if kidney disease is caused by type 2 diabetes, then the only thing you need to do is take away the type 2 diabetes 
because you can't develop diabetic kidney disease if you don't have diabetes. Well, then the question is, how are you going to take away the type 2 diabetes? Well, you've got to make them lose weight. So in the end, the entire problem is about obesity. So that's why I got kind of got into the obesity side of things, because really I don't want to see people developing kidney disease. But seeing them after they've developed their kidney disease is not helpful. And then giving them a bunch of drugs and then putting them on dialysis is not helpful. It would be much better if we could treat them way earlier when they have their obesity, treat that, then you don't get the type 2 diabetes, then you don't get the diabetic kidney disease, and then I don't have to treat them or put them on dialysis, <laughs> so which is really hard to see. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what, what kidney disease is and, and why you kind of decide to specialize in that area. Um, kidney diseases, you, there's many different types of kidney disease. Uh, the, the majority of people who develop kidney disease are diabetes and high blood pressure. There are also uh, primary kidney diseases that are uh, just affect the kidneys. So uh, these are called glomerulonephritis. Um, and each kind of specialty of internal medicine, so every specialty of medicine, whether it's surgery or internal medicine or heart disease or strokes or, you know, there's all different specialties and kidney disease kind of uh, attracts kind of a certain personality as does surgery, orthopedic surgery, that kind of thing. So kidney disease nephrology tends to be people who, uh, you know, are more of um, uh, like to puzzle things out and so on. And that's that's the kind of, there's a lot of kind of intricate fluid electrolyte questions. And so that's the type of uh, person that I am. And that's what attracted me to kidney disease as a specialty. And what I've done is I've tried to, tried to apply some of those to, you know, uh, to some of the type 2 diabetes, to the obesity. And what's interesting about obesity and nutrition in general is that there's not a lot of logic going on in those fields. That is, a lot of what we think about nutrition makes really very little sense when you really stop and think about it. For example, if you think about calories, right? We'd all talk about calories in, calories out, right? And we've been doing this forever, right? So at least since the 1980s when I, you know, I grew up kind of in the 70s and early 80s. Well, uh, in school, you get taught all this stuff about obesity, how it's all about reducing your calories and counting your calories. We stick calorie labels on everything. We have these 100-calorie packs because we think it's all about calories, right? And it seems kind of logical. But let's think about it for a second. So we've been obsessing about calories, lowering our fat intake and reducing our calories as a way to lose weight. And what's happened? Well, we've had more and more obesity than ever before. So no matter what you think about it, logically, the strategy, the public health strategy to tell people to count your calories and to lower your fat intake because fat is very high in calories, it's a completely failed strategy, right? Because the thing is that we've been doing it for 25 plus years and the result has been horrific, right? We've had a huge spike in obesity. So no matter what you, whether you think that advice is good or bad, it's proven that that's bad advice, right? It doesn't work. It doesn't work for anybody, right? So why we continue to kind of advise people to count their calories, and yet there are tons of doctors out there who say, well, it's all about the calories, right? These low-carbohydrate diets and this and that, that's all garbage. It's all about calories in the end. Well, if it's all about calories, you know, it's not like we haven't thought about calories. Everybody obsesses about calories. 
but it hasn't helped. In fact, it's had the opposite effect of helping. So no matter what you think, it's wrong, right? No matter what our dietary strategy is and what you th- whether you think about it, it's wrong. So we need a better strategy, and that's the whole idea of the book that I wrote, which is The Obesity Code, which is let's think about it logically and let's come up with a decent idea, like a hypothesis about what causes weight gain and go from there. Because again, here's another kind of logic-free zone of uh, you know that you see in nutrition. We think it's all about calories, right? If you eat more calories, then you'll gain weight. If you eat less calories, you'll lose weight. Right, so if you think calories causes weight gain, right? Because again, if you think about a disease, you need to know what causes disease to treat it, right? So if you know about viruses or if you know about bacteria, then you can treat the virus or the bacteria rather than treating whatever symptoms like a sore throat or whatever. You need to know what the cause is to treat it. So if calories is the cause of obesity then you can prove that easily, right? You can give people more calories and they should gain weight. They do temporarily, but they don't keep it on. And that's the interesting thing in all of these overfeeding studies that have been done over the many, you know, decades. So if you simply overfeed people, right? You feed people a certain amount, then give them an extra thousand calories a day. They will gain weight and they will eventually plateau because the body starts to burn it all off. And as soon as you start stop forcing them to eat, they will drop all that weight and go right back to their original weight, which is great, but it works on the other side as well. If you simply restrict calories, you lose weight for a certain period of time, for like four months or six months, but then your weight goes back up. And this is what every dieter already knows, right? Your weight kind of set at a certain point. And if you try to go above it, it'll bring it back down. If you try and go below it, it will bring it back up. Right? So it's like a thermostat in your house. Right? Say you set the thermostat at 20 degrees. If you go above it, your house will bring it back down. If you go below it, it will bring it back up. Right? So it's set at a certain point. So the question of weight loss and weight gain is not simply about calories. It's about how you change that set point down. Right? That's the whole crucial idea that you have to understand. And calories plays almost no part in it, right? We've, we've, we've talked about calories, we've studied calories, and it simply doesn't work, right? So you need to know what sets that thermostat, that sort of body thermostat at how much body fat you have. Because if you simply take away calories, your body will simply match it by burning less calories. And that's what the study showed in The Biggest Loser. So I don't know if you're up to date with that study, but that, there was a study about a, few, about a month ago which made big news on the New York Times, and essentially what it did is followed the group of biggest loser contestants, and they lost a lot of weight. But when they measured their metabolism, what they found was that they were burning a lot less energy. So some of them, 800 calories a day less than they were before. So even though they're eating less calories, they're burning less as well, and eventually that catches up with them. So they they stop losing weight, and then even as soon as they increase it back up again a little bit, their body gains it all back. So again, it's that idea that there's a set weight, there's a thermostat. So how do you adjust that thermostat? And that's the real question of obesity. And how, how do you? How do you find out what your thermostat is and how to adjust that? Well, it's, it's more of a theoretical construct, but the main thing is that it's really hormonally driven, right? So everything in our body 
is controlled by hormones, right? Our level of thyroid function is controlled by hormones, right? Uh, we have tons of hormones all over our body which tell us everything, right? Testosterone, estrogen, thyroid hormone, parathyroid hormone, growth hormone. So all of these hormones kind of tell our body what to do. Right? So if you have too much growth hormone, for example, you will grow very tall, right? Or if you're very if you have too little growth hormone, you'll be very short and maybe you need to take some injections like Lionel Messi, for instance, right? So our body weight is no different. It's all hormonally controlled. The question is what's the hormonal imbalance? So you've got to understand first off that obesity is not a caloric imbalance, right? It's not an imbalance of calories. It's an, it's a hormonal imbalance. Right? Something is out of whack. And what is that something? Well, in terms of food and so on, the main ins insulin is the main hormone that's involved in things we eat and things we don't eat. Um, because people think that it's what you eat is controlled, you control what you eat. And you only do to a certain extent. It's actually mostly an illusion. Because your body tells you when you're hungry and not hungry. So you can take a food, for example. So say you smell, you know grease, you know, like frying food, like from McDonald's or something. Well, if you're really hungry, that smells really, really good. But if you've just had, you know, a 10-course meal and you're totally stuffed full, that's not going to smell good. That's going to make you nauseated, right? So it's the exact same smell, but it's the difference in our own hormones that tells us whether we should eat or not eat. So this illusion that we control what we eat and so on is mostly an illusion. Really, you need to correct the hormonal imbalance. So we know that insulin is the main thing that controls our body fatness. So for example, if we now have the hypothesis that insulin causes you to be fat, fatter, then you can do that experiment. Give insulin. Do people gain weight? And the answer is yes almost universally. When you give people insulin, they will gain weight. When you take away insulin, so for example, in the type 1 diabetics where they have very, very low insulin levels, they lose weight, right? So you can see from that simple um, experiment, as opposed to calories, if you give calories, you don't get permanent weight loss. But when you give insulin, you do get permanent weight loss. What seems to be setting our thermostat up or down is not calories, it's insulin. It's the hormone. It's a hormonal imbalance. So obesity is a disease of too much insulin. Right? It's not that insulin's bad. It's just that it's too much. So you've got to lower it. All right, we're going to take a short break here on Exploring Mind and Body. But when we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Jason Fung what it's like to live in this type of industry and not exactly practice the norm. I want to know what it's like to live in that environment where you're kind of going against what most everybody else is doing, what everything's recommended, everybody's recommending. So stay right there. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. All right, so I want to tell you about the Silver Fern Aesthetic and Vein Clinic. Now, they specialize in a few areas. One is skin care. They'll tell you the difference between professional skin care and over-the-counter skin care. This is something that they specialize in as well as offering education to their customers and clients. Mineral makeup is one of their non-toxic type of products. They have no talc, perfume, dyes, alcohol, or anything else that may clog your pores. They also specialize in varicose and spider veins. 
I actually had the opportunity to stop in there, and they helped me better understand who's more likely to get them, how to treat them, and even how to prevent them. And then they also offer detoxing products and services such as their universal contour wrap. They offer a clay solution. This gets rid of toxins, increases your energy levels, and much more. If you want more details, visit their Facebook page at Silver Fern Aesthetic and Vein Clinic. They're also offering free consultations from Dr. Jackson and their other skincare professionals. You can find them in Didsbury across from the train station, or you can give them a call at 403-335-8829. So tell me what it's like to be in the industry where your thoughts and beliefs or the treatment is pretty much the opposite of what's what's going on, what's happening. What are What is the industry? What is other doctors? What is research? He's got, yeah. To me, it's got to be some type of backlash, isn't it, that you're wrong and making this up? Tell me about that. Yeah, there's a lot of that, right? I mean, it's um, a lot of the academic researchers and the, uh, you know, in the universities and so on, they all love this whole calories idea because they think that it kind of uh, explains everything about uh, weight gain and weight loss. Well, if it did, then we wouldn't have this problem with obesity because we all know if we all know that we should reduce our calories then we can just simply go do that right so it's frustrating to a degree that these ideas are not uh kind of they're they're fairly self-evident and they've been kind of out there for years but nobody really accepts them as true because you have a real vested interest in kind of maintaining this sort of calories uh, kind of uh, dominance of um, obesity, right? So you hear this whole thing where everybody just says it's all about calories, all about calories. So then all of our, so, so it stems from the academic researchers, the university researchers. And the problem is that they make all these fancy theories, but they never actually treat very many people. And the people they treat are, are, are totally unsuccessful. So you can look at studies, for example, the Women's Health Initiative, which was a huge, almost 50,000-person study where they used a low-fat, low-calorie diet. Over seven years, so if you just count calories, they thought that these women would lose about 30 pounds a year, okay, 30 pounds a year. After seven years, they didn't even lose a single pound of weight, right? And that's the truth. That's what everybody already knows to be true. If you cut your calories lower your fat in your diet, count your calories, and cut your calories, you will not lose weight. So I don't know, So tell me or explain this to me a, bit, a little bit more in depth because I'm with you. I don't believe in counting calories either. So if they look at a study like this and they see that they're not losing weight, they're not seeing the results that they want by cutting calories, why do they keep doing it? There's documented studies right here. Yeah, this study came out ages ago, right? More than 10 years ago, right? So this is like, this has been known for a long time. But the problem is that when people have a study which kind of doesn't show what they think will show, you can either change your belief and come up with a whole new hypothesis about what causes obesity, but that's hard, right? The easier thing to do is just to ignore it. (laughs) That's what basically happened. So here we are, the best study that has ever, ever been done by a huge margin, right, which shows that a low-fat, low-calorie diet just doesn't work, right? So really what people should have said is, okay, let's 
get another theory, think about it again, come up with a better strategy. But if you do that, it's a lot of hard work, right? So they said, well, why don't we just ignore this, keep doing what we're doing, and that's it, right? So what's interesting to me is that the academics, the people in the university, the people who do these studies, see, the problem is that these doctors, they do the studies, but they don't see patients because they're busy doing the studies. So they don't actually know if it works or not, right? So it's interesting because when you go out into the community and you see what people actually do to lose weight, when you go to the Weight Watchers and when you do the, you know, go to the clinics and we have big clinics, like I have a clinic called the Intensive Dietary Management Clinic, where we just see obesity and type 2 diabetes. So we we do it and we know if stuff works or not. All right, so I just want to take a moment to tell you about the tire shop here in Olds. Now, to be honest with you, I'm not really a car person. I wouldn't be the first to fix well, anything. <laughs> so that's why I trust some a company like the Tire Shop. When I bring my car in there, I always know that it's going to get quality service. I really love the customer service. It's, it's bar none. They treat you like family. And this is a family-run business for 40 years. So they're definitely doing something right. And they're not just a tire company. So they do oil, brakes, tune-ups, your battery, wheel alignment. They do all kinds of different things to service your car. And now that winter's on the way, it's definitely a good time to get your car checked out, have someone that you trust and, and believe in, and to support the community as well as a local tire shop. You can reach them at 403 403- 556-7660 or if you want to stop in they're at 5903 Imperial Way right behind Napa let me help me understand something so I'm going to come back to this question so you're in a clinic or hospital right now is that correct yeah okay so when you're talking about this type of thing it goes against what they teach or what the researchers kind of want you to do is that yeah. correct so yeah. how are you in a facility working day in day out with doing things the opposite of what they want you to do and get along with your colleagues and administrators? Well, I do the clinic out of my office, right? And I'm allowed to do whatever works, right? The key is to for people to lose weight. So they can't tell me what to do, right? They can tell me what they think, but I ignore it and I do what I think it works, right? And in the end, that's what matters, right? If If... And it's not that I have anything against them. If what they did worked, I'd use it, right? Because in the end, I'm a doctor. I want people to get better. That's my only goal, right? So if counting calories worked for people, I'd be the first guy out there saying, count your calories, count your calories, right? But it doesn't work. And we all know it, right? (laughs) This is the thing. You don't have to convince anybody that counting calories doesn't work because let's be honest, we've all done it, right? Like I would guess in a room, you'd have like 90% of people who have done counting calories and probably about 95% of them failed, right? And that's, that's what the studies show, right? When you look at studies of how effective our weight loss advice is, so there's a study out of the UK a few years ago that looked at what the success rate is of keeping weight off. And this is out of the standard. Uh, most of the people were, were likely following a kind of standard low-calorie diet, right? And the success rate is about, it's less than 1%, so 99% failure rate. Now, what other field would you tolerate a 99% failure rate, right? If you went and tried to start your car and 99 times out of 100, it didn't start you'd get rid of that thing, right? <laughs> Faster than I could say, you know, right now, right? 
it, 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 it's like insane to have a strategy with a proven 99% failure rate. And this is, I'll tell you, this is why doctors actually have thrown up their hands and said, for, you know, they, they basically have already given up because what they've been taught, what doctors have been taught has been to use this low-fat, low-calorie diet, right? And we tell people to do it, uh, and I did this for 10 years, 15 years, right? You tell people to do it, they try to do it, then they fail, and it, it fails like 99 out of 100 times. So we basically don't even bother anymore because we go right to medications. Why? Because the dietary advice was so bad. But we didn't know better, right? So instead of saying, well, we need to change our dietary advice, doctors have basically just, you know, kind of plowed on and gone right to medication. Just a quick word about the new organic spa and salon in Penhold, which is 10 minutes south of Red Deer. They strive for the best organic, environmentally friendly, and health-conscious alternatives. They specialize in organic color and spa treatments, therapeutic massage, as well as holistic alternatives like cranial sacral therapy. They also recycle 85 to 95% of the waste through a company called Green Circle Salons. Hair is used for oil spill cleanups, making mats, and all the metal is used to make asphalt, just to name a few. They sell a wide range of organic hair and beauty lines like Eminence Organics, Kevin Murphy, Intelligent Nutrients, and Jane Iridell Makeup. Check them out at organicoasisspa.ca. That's organicoasisspa.ca. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Thank you so much for being here. I always appreciate your support. Thanks to Jason Fung for coming on. Quick word from some of our longtime sponsors. We have Health Street here in Olds, AG Foods in Didsbury, Shoppers Drug Mart in Olds. We're going to mention GDK again at the end. All past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. If you want more details about what we're doing at True Form Life, head over to trueformlife.com. That's it. So I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Taddeo. In health and fitness, for better work. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.